So, hello to either ourselves in about 30 years, <laughs> washed up, or us in a week thinking, why the fuck did we do this? Or washed up in a week, in fairness. Exactly. Or to millions of people who idolise us. I think that's the most likely option, isn't it, really? And have this very date tattooed on their skin. Yep, 100%. Along with both of our faces. Speaking of our faces, are we happy with the cover image? Because for now, it's... It is a photo of us. And the item in your hand isn't clear, so... <laughs> that helps. That helps. Um, you know what, we'll see. I was, I was wondering, actually, this about the... Our anonymity on this on this platform, or relative lack of... What, well, our, my... <laughs> my image right now is my face. Yeah. Oh, you can see it, can't you? Yeah, I can. I've just got some kind of generic photo with no... With some anchors in the background. That's branding. You might be good at this shit. Yeah. We won't be blowing up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've already sworn, so two minutes in, we may be proving ourselves correct a few months ago when we said that we wouldn't start a podcast due to being cancelled. Yeah, but I'm not sure you're going to get cancelled for saying shit, are you? We haven't looked at my topics list. The shit that I will say will get me cancelled. Yeah, I'm going to be the... um, I'm going to be the uh, calm, the reserved one. Whereas you're going to be the uh, swashbuckling and oft-cancelled. I'll be the James May to your Jeremy Clarkson, basically. I mean, who wants to be May? That's the same as Carragher and Neville. Nobody wants to grow up in Gary Neville. Nobody watched Top Gear as a kid for fucking hell. No, but as an adult, I respect James May greatly. He had his own good little show, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's a great number. He's got a new cooking show on Amazon. Cooking shows I never get, because, like, I think I've said this to you before. With X Factor, you can tell if someone's good at singing. Yeah. But with a cooking show, you can't fucking taste the cake. So what is the appeal? Well, I get that, because uh, su- she's a bit milky. Brilliant. Come on. I suppose the... I think the two... The division in cooking shows is, like, cooking shows... Cooking competitions for entertainment, where really it doesn't yeah. really matter if they're good at cooking or not. I think of Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares. It's just entertainment, right? That is entertainment, but, yeah. But that, there's a difference between that and the Great British Bake Off, isn't there? Yeah, but again, it's the competition that's the factor. I mean, people don't listen to experts. But they're competing with, I, with things that we can, you know, true, but that's, give a judgment uh, on. True, but then, like, you don't listen to experts just to listen to nice music, do you? You do it because of the competition. Bro, it's like watching Jeopardy. somebody play a board game you don't, like, understand, or watching, like, the poker tournaments that are put on by World Series of Poker if you don't understand poker. Because mm. you don't know what's going on, and that's the same as you not being able to taste the cake it is analogous I do not get it and I'll never get the appeal well I suppose I'll have, I'll have to scribble off the bake-off discussion topic I had uh, on my list <laughs> well I thought a great place to start was Spotify wrapped Spotify wrapped interesting yes go on because we didn't want to do the whole oh man is Bailey and this is Charlie although that's done now man is Bailey that's Charlie correct and Spotify wrapped is a pretty clear indicator of who we are as people mine for better or for worse voted Right, so, minutes-wise... Yeah, mine was... I had a bit of a masterclass. Go on. Or disaster class, depending on what you think. Apparently, I listened to music for... 107,000 minutes this year. And that cuts off it in November, I believe. 107,000. Although, you must account for the fact that a lot of this is... Well, not a lot of this, but some of this is while sleeping for, like, four hours a night. And then so, Spotify, I mean, do you listen to music and stuff. while you sleep? Yes. See, I can't fall asleep. Like, so, with headphones in? Fall asleep yeah. with your headphones oh, in? They'll often fall... Yeah, but it's the, these 
Yeah, no, uh, no, Bluetooth no, no, ones. So often they fall out. I know the ones, but still. But that's what I do. Um, Minutes-wise, you were a lot less than me. Twenty-four thousand, I think. So artists or songs? What are we saying first? Hit me. Let's do artists. Go on, number five. Number five. Well, the thing is, three to five on mine were all choral artists or choir music artists, which is a really cool way to start this podcast. I mean, that that was my point. You've got to justify yourself there. Go on. I justify myself in that I've sung this music all my life. It's like, you know, you grew up with Liverpool Football Club. You can't help but love it. You never made a conscious decision to like Liverpool Football Club. You just grew up with it. Got used to it. Hence. Okay. And you also you have the fact that studying music at A level means that you have to listen to some of that shit. Yeah, true. But this is all, all the stuff that's in my list here is stuff I listen to. Actually. Purely recreational. Yeah. Purely recreational. You are you are scary, the hoes. Yeah, I know. This is why I've not been shy. Right, number two, we get on to firm yeah. ground with the Beatles. Very, very, very big win. And you, I'm sure, will be able to name my number one. Unfortunately, it's Oasis. It, it is Oasis indeed. Did you hear the dismay in my voice when I had to say their name? I know. You're not a big Oasis fan, are you? There was that one song that you play that I do like. Married with Children. Great song. That's the one. Great really song. good song. Great song. I may have to add it to my like songs at some point, but I don't know if my shame will be able to take it. <laughs> the hypocrisy they all show is stupid. I mean, Liam Gallagher is a cunt, isn't he? Yeah, but... Noel Gallagher's less of a cunt, but he's still a cunt. And Did you see fans, his face mask thing? No. No. But he said Google he refuses to wear a face mask because if he gets oh, the virus, on that's on him. Completely forgetting, of course, that if he <laughs> spreads the virus to someone else, that is kind of... Yeah, it's not, it's not a one-way thing, is it? Yeah. So... Bit of an I mean, the here. virus of their music has been spread amongst Brilliant. people in our country for two decades, so yeah, he's done enough. Enough damage. Anyway, enough about mine. I'm going to guess, because I don't recall exactly what was on you, but I'm going to guess... You remember my number one? Um, Jay-Z? It was indeed. Yeah. I was... What was it? 0. The top 0.001% of his listeners m- in his first year on mental. Spotify. That is mental. Now, I didn't tell you this, I don't think, but one of my friends... Said somebody he knew was in the top 0.05 of Nas listeners. Now Nas will have net less less listeners, but apparently I don't know how we got this information, but that put him in the top 500. That's mental. So obviously more listeners, but a lower percentile or a higher percentile, so low lower. So. Yeah. So God knows how many people listen to more Jay Z than me. Yeah, that's quite. An, I mean, 0.01 if it is, if if that's what the figure is, that is mental, quite frankly. At this point, when do I get my Rockefeller check? <laughs> it's in the post, I'm sure. So we had Jay Z. As long as it's not fucking Hermes delivering it, <laughs> bro. The, the panic attack I had when people were laughing on Twitter, like, oh fucking Hermes delivering people's PS5s, I was pissing myself, and then. Full on rapist search meme, if you know that meme, I love it. <laughs> Where I realise, oh shit, Hermes are delivering mine. Yeah. And the. Of all the packages to go wrong, it would have been the PS5, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. But you looked out on that, in fairness. That went far better than you would have expected. Me expected it seven, up to seven days late. Somehow it came on the very same day. Studio UK, rate the experience out of 10. You know what? Despite them delivering it on time, it's still got to be really low. So that's How the low? first brand deal out the How window. Low? Two. Two. Yeah, fuck Studio. No, you know fuck what? Studio. Two's a bit hard. Fuck Studio UK. Thing is, once I got it delivered, that same day I got a direct message later after it had been delivered where the woman said, oh, sorry, we can't really tell you when it's going to be delivered because we don't know. Brilliant. Bitch, I'm playing on it. I'm sat on it right now. Bitch, I'm playing with it. 
the haptic feedback is giving me lots of sensations. Brilliant. So Studio UK can fuck off. If you're listening, fuck off. Yeah, that's that's one brand deal out the window. Yeah. Number two is Drake. Number two is Drake. Number three was R. Kelly. <laughs> so two of my top three paedophiles. Right. Number four was The Game. And number five was... Genuine, great R&B artist. Not sure how he crept into my top five, but early on in the year, he was getting bumped a lot. So no, I do remember you, were, you had a very strong genuine phase early in the a year. A vinyl will be copped. Oh, I haven't told you this. I've had one of my Christmas presents spoiled. Spoiled? As in, you've mm. been accidentally told what it is? Not necessarily. I kind of walked into it. So I was taking the recycling out, and the Amazon package was there. Yeah. It was clearly a vinyl shape, but it had a sticker on it which said the title. Brilliant. What what vinyl is it? A great one. A you, uh, probably my favourite UK non-Beatles UK project ever. Go on, Craig David born to do it. Two thousand one. David. Now, Jesus, now this is two thousand one. So this is not the music he makes now. This was vintage garage. This was Jesus, incredible. It was hard. It was not hard. Seven You're days, hard over Craig David. This is the real truth. Over his music potentially. Jesus Christ. Cannot confirm nor deny. Well, top songs. The top songs. I mean, well, mine are all literally all top of five. Mine are all classical, so you will not know. Oh, so name. we can't really have a discussion about that. But we can have a discussion about yours. Oh, you're good at this transition thing. Number one fan by Genuine was number five. Never heard it. So sexy featuring R. Kelly was number four. <laughs> For Glovin was number three. For Diamonds Dancing was number two, which I thought would be number one, and then number one was Practice. So the trend seems to be that it's four songs on the playlist, which probably gets played a lot, you know, while I'm in the shower or while I'm yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might not be representative, but the number one song played a hundred times is in the sex playlist. So that might indicate nice. a lot of things that happened this year. Nice. Very nice. Right. So you know the top 100 songs playlist, the top songs 2020 playlist, because I've got that in front of me now. Yes. Is that ranked in, because obviously the top five on this match the top five on the wrapped. So is this ordered yeah. one to a hundred in terms? It of is. Yes, it okay, is. Okay, so my first non-classical one was "Always" by Rex Orange County. I listened to the album a lot. His album "Pony." Ah, <laughs> oh, grow up. Um, Go on. "Purple Rain" at number twelve. <sighs> yeah, where's "Purple Rain" on yours? Because that must be quite high on yours, surely. I mean, it, it's rent-free in my head, but I'm not sure where it ranked. Yeah. Uh, "Purple Rain" on my top one hundred songs. You know what? Apparently it's not even there. That is shocking behaviour, that. I'm not sure how, because that doesn't seem to make sense, does it? Poor, poor shame from you, Billy. It could be the algorithm. I'll blame that on that. Let me entertain you. Number 14. What else was on there? Robbie Williams. What? Karma Chameleon. 23. <laughs> hmm. 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton to somehow make it onto my list. Quite worrying. People are painting a very, very clear picture of yeah. you. It's not. It's clear because you're in full rainbow attire. It's not a good one, is it? No, just just pretend there's like some. There is some artsy monkeys in fairness. There's Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne, and Eminem on which song? The best rap collab of the 2000s and onwards. Forever. Correct. Last name ever? First name greatest. Bit of Britney Spears no, on in fairness. Okay, yeah, I backed that. I think I had Toxic in my top yeah, 100 yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. We know Guilty Pleasures. We do, we do. She'd know pleasure if she met Brilliant. you. I'd feel guilty. Am I right? Given the things I'd do Why to her. I'd feel guilty. 
She'd be awful. I'd be, I'd be guilty of sexual offences. <laughs> 13 minutes in, by the way. I was going to say, I'm waiting for you to default. It didn't take long at all, did it? Oh, well. I've got something looking at me. Oh, yeah. On the topics list that I really need to get out of the Go system. on, do it. Can we have a laugh at Man United? Do you know, I, re- I wrote down on mine football, and the first point was United out of the Champions League. They are shit. They are really, really dreadful. De Gea is finished. Maguire is the biggest waste of money. He, if you look in the top 10 Prem flops ever, you've got a few Man United players up there. Definitely. So who are you saying? Di Maria? Oh. No, Di Maria in his first season got a lot of assists. Sanchez then. Sanchez. Maguire. Maguire. But who after that? Pogba. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Falcao. Or was Falcao on a free? I don't think Falcao had a big fee. I don't recall, to be honest. But is it proportionate to the fee? Because let's find out. Go on, tell me how much he was. And to make last night even better, Ronaldo fucking bodied Messi, so it was a great that play. That is also my point. Um, I believe it was a one-year loan for six million quid, but they had an option to sign him permanently for forty-four million quid. That would have been. Can you imagine though. if they'd actually shelled out I never, fifty million total? I never got the Falcao Cavani hype though, to be honest, because they were in the same sort of tier slash era, weren't yeah. they? I never got that because you compare it to the strikers before them. So your Etos, your your Militao's, your Suarez's, people like that. They were never on that level for me. Their numbers were good, but it was no. I think Cavani, I was never convinced by I either of them. I think if Cavani had come to Manchester United instead of Falcao at that time, I think he would have. I personally think he would have torn shit up. I think Falcao, for whatever reason. He just didn't click. Just didn't click in the prem. Something else which does probably influence this is obviously we all do the eye test for sports. Yep. Cavani and Falcao zero fucking drip. Let's be real, zero. Fucking True, but drip. I kind of think you you worry about this more than I do. Like I I think there's something to be said. Yeah, I watched the Southampton. You've watched Sheffield United. Well, exactly. Who's got drip in your um, team? In your starting eleven? Um, is in their play style. Like, no, just that person. person. I'd argue McBurney. McBurney has a bit of drip. At least me say drives an orange Lamborghini in Sheffield. Like, end of story. Okay, I'll back it. Um, but like, yeah, John Fleck doesn't really have much drip, does he? <laughs> You're mid- you've got the Brexit midfield that we had to endure for years. What, Fleck, Lundstrom, Sander Berger, a bit of. Oh, if it's Norwood, Fleck, and Lundstrom, then yeah. Yeah, that's the Brexit midfield. Now we've got big boys like Thiago, but yeah. fucking hell, we had the Henderson. Milner one, yeah, that was Milner. a dire era for us. But Ronaldo Messi, yes, big, big for the legacy battle, I think, because Messi's got one, I believe as of now, he's still only got one open play goal this season, and Ronaldo got two goals last night. Yeah, but the way I look at it is, like, I'm not at all shocked, given the way this season started off the pitch, I'm not at all shocked to see uh, Messi and Barcelona doing badly. Nah, bro, no excuse. The no guy excuse. doesn't want to be there. The guy doesn't want to be there. They've got a shite manager. The club is clearly in disarray still behind the scenes. What do you Bro, expect? If he's to go, he's going to perform. Kobe Bryant was fucking accused of rape and he was balling every single fucking game. Like, if they're at that level, you watched The Last Dance, didn't you? And we both yeah. loved it. MJ, no matter what, whatever was going on off the court, he'd just use it and he'd ball out. Messi's not doing that. So if Jordan... Messi was a real killer, he'd go, okay, I'm going to prove to you how much... You're going to miss Jordan me. never and had a sticky spell brilliant. when he came back from baseball. Before he changed number. Back to 23. Yeah, but he, 
Yeah, he came out the other side, but there's still plenty but, of time for Messi. Yeah, there's still to do four, that. four or five Jordans, probably better than what Messi's doing right now, relatively. Fucking Barcelona are four points away from relegation. I know the Bulls were like, I don't think they were negative, but their record was quite poor in the conference. Yeah. But they were never, you know, bottom of the conference with four or five Jordans. Still, Messi in a team in absolute disarray doesn't want to be there. Doesn't take you anything. Look at Juve, Juve's team shit. Let's be real. Juve's team is Juve, shit. They don't have the same systematic problem that Barcelona do. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty fucked organisation, aren't they? Do you know what I think is a big chapter in Barcelona what? history? Divock Origi. What, that goal at Anfield? That's the turning point. It's bro. not the turning point. Before and after Divock Origi. Barcelona's history is it's B- probably one of them... BD and PD. <laughs> Before Divock and post Divock. I personally think it's more, it was more of like a landmark indicative point, but it wasn't a turning point. It wasn't a causal factor. It was a symptom. Jordi Alba was crying in the fucking changing room at half time, and they weren't even losing at that it, point, as in on It was a symptom, not a, not a cause, in my opinion. Either way, I think Ronaldo did a lot for the GOAT debate last night. Because this will be a, stand, uh, a standpoint, a big moment of this season. Well, it, which I think as a whole is going to be a turning point because I think Messi at the end of this goes somewhere else and it taints his legacy or he stays at Barcelona and it just ends poorly whereas Ronaldo strength to strength he'll win another Scudetto this season yeah of course he'll score more goals in the Champions League to ball out yeah oh no he fucking he fucking tackled uh, Messi last night and the video of it is hilarious because somebody tweeted it and captioned it fuck it I'll do it myself <laughs> The, the hate he has for that man is unbelievable. How do you think Ronaldo wins hands down on mentality? He does. It, and it is about mentality, like we said. We're talking about MJ. We're talking about Ronaldo. And this, my friend, is also the difference between Nike and Adidas. I know we're not going to go into that debate, but when your big guys are Ronaldo, MJ, LeBron, Kobe, compared to bums like fucking Messi, in terms of drip, the brand is just so much harder, Nike. For, I don't care about their brand thing. I care about the products they make and the the You care the about aesthetic. the brand. You care about I don't the care about the brand as much as I care about the aesthetic of the actual products they make. For me, Adidas the three stripes is genuine is just for me an incredible The Jumpman logo or the Messi Ten logo. I know what I'm oh, but come on, that's hardly comparable. That's all I'm saying. Well it's, these are their big it's guys. Not comparable. But probably the biggest thing last night was the PSG Istanbul. Yes, I had that on my list as well. So that, just insane. I really like the video of Denver Bargo. Yeah. Because you know he was squirming at that point. He realised, fuck, I've made a mistake. Well, good on him. I mean, how the guy can get to that level. I mean, it... it sh- Didn't hear you very well. What was that? The, 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 how that fourth official can get to that level and be refereeing European fixtures. All it takes is a lapse, though. And they expose themselves. But it's but that's crazy, exactly isn't it? That up until his career now, up until his career now, he's either been able to hide his Hidden inherent it. racism, mm. or you know, it's been noted, but they don't really care. Either way. So where do you come down on it? What do you mean? Where do I come down on it? The guy. Like, do you agree with the PSG players for just walking off? Of course. I think I read somewhere that it was Mbappe. I don't know how true it is that Mbappe was the driving force behind getting them to come off. I think 100%, because we saw it in the yeah, international... Yeah, there's video footage of it all. Because, you know, because there's no fans... You hear the audio, yeah, yeah, well. yeah, I saw it. And Mbappe was saying on camera about how we're not playing with him there. 
It makes a lot of sense. Referring to the pop official, not temper part. <laughs> but it, I don't know, it, it staggers me. I mean, racism in football in general. I mean, I hear people say, I've heard people use the M word in front, of, like the row in front of me at Sheffield United. From alone, yeah. Which is, it, like, this is a guy with two of his kids, one of them is primary school age, must be, comes every week, he, when we used to sit in the cop, he would sit in front of yeah. me and would just shout, would swear all game long, which is fine. It's not really fine in front of your kids, but no, it no, no, it, it is though, isn't it? It's, well, maybe not with kids. Them, but, you but, know, I swear but... at the footy. But he, and then we'd just throw out the N-word just like that. Just doesn't care. Fucking ridiculous, isn't it? And then his kid's going to think that. Yeah. Um, I think it's very easy. And then his kid is going to do I saw that. a lot of stereotyping on Twitter and that. It's like, oh, Romanian officials. Of course, everyone's racist in Eastern Europe. Bro, Millwall fans. Right, exactly. This idea. This, this week. This idea that. Oh, racism in football, it's only a problem when you play fixtures in, in Eastern Europe or anything like that. It's bollocks. Like, go to any terrace in any ground in the country, you'll hear racism. You'll hear homophobia. You'll hear sexism. Like, <laughs> you hear it anywhere it's in England, though. It's not just a, a football thing, is in England? It's not, but I kind of think football, in that regard, brings out the worst of people's discriminatory attitudes. Because you don't walk down the, the street. The shit that we say to each other on, on fucking well, yeah, phone calls, never mind what people are going to say when there's actual millions of pounds on exactly. the Exactly. But the idea that... Well, people take it yeah, too far. of course. And, but I don't know what the solution is, because, you know, you try and do stuff like the taking the knee and, and, and all these racing campaigns, and then the very fans you're trying to persuade boo you for it. Like, you can't win, can you? You either have to ignore the it issue, really is. which doesn't solve anything, or you try and tackle it, and you get criticised for it. It's it's institutional. It's big, big changes are needed by people who... We're going to put a lot more time and effort into us because I'm looking at Formula One Secure Grand Prix and that's on the tip of my tongue now. Because that was, in contrast of everything we've spoken about, a big sporting win for me. Because I found that so, so good. You enjoyed it? I know you didn't get to see I it. didn't get time. to see it, no. Yeah, because this was my first F1 race in fucking years. Yeah, like, the first one you've watched live. I don't know much. Season. Like, yeah. Like, I could, oh, 100%. Like, I can tell you what a DRS yeah. is. I don't know the fucking tyres. I don't know the construct very well they are it's still the construction yeah 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 yeah. i don't know the drive i know the names of all the drivers funnily enough but that's just from picking it up so it was the first time i've sat and watched an f1 race in fucking years which sounds like it was and russell gets their first few turns he's already ahead in pole there's a crash that puts out leclerc and verstappen who obviously two of the biggest names everybody knows has been great talented drivers and then mercedes have the biggest fuck up in years yeah it's just i was fuming I was fuming. Remarkable. Because it was easy to root for Russell, because obviously English... 100%. First, you know, big race like that. And then... I mean, we briefly discussed it, and it could have been sort of... Not not necessarily tampered with, but... It's not a good look if Bottas gets beaten by Russell. But I don't think... I I certainly don't think there's any foul play. 100%, no. It was just a huge I think it was just a huge mistake. But it's just... It's one of those things where it seems too... Surreal to be true. Mercedes have been bulletproof since the last time they did, did this. We were discussing it the other day, weren't they? Like Germany mm. 2018? Yeah, Germany 2018, probably the last time they fucked up like this with the tyres. Was Hamilton on the end? Um, of that? Not Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, no shot. And it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me how they could do that. But, you know, it's unfortunate. I don't know if Hamilton's returning for Abu Dhabi. I don't know. Have you. I just looked briefly, and I think he's hopeful, hopeful. but there's no indication as to whether or not he'll be racing or not. Personally. I might check it out, because like I say, weekend off. Mm. 
I might problem is Abu is one of the worst circuits on the grid in term uh, on the year on the calendar in terms of racing. I've well, never ever <sighs> seen an exciting race in Abu Dhabi. Maybe 2012, but that was only because Kimi Raikkonen won. I was a big Kimi fan. It wasn't actually. Yeah, I did get really lucky because it was it was the shortest lap ever, yeah, 50, wasn't it? 54 seconds, wasn't it, in quality? Yeah, no, 87. Yeah. Um, laps of the track in the end, so it went really quickly. That that is one of the things that puts me off F1. I do not have the time to sit. And yeah, watch you say that, but you watch and the qualifying. Football. How much football would you watch in a typical weekend? If you had the weekend free, like you do this weekend, how much football do you watch in a weekend? Depends on the games. I'm not fucking watching Super Sunday if it's Burnley and Villa. But let's say there's like a top six class. Liverpool are playing. Or a top six side and a top... I'm watching the Liverpool game no matter what. So yep. That's 90 minutes. I'm watching the Liverpool game in the midweek. Yeah. That's 180. I'm watching highlights from all the UCL. Maybe match of the day. Or at least the Sky Sports yeah. highlights. So it comes to about two fifty minutes a week, but that is my sport. It's true, but that's the thing. I watch. I can't dedicate that much time to a, a secondary sport unless it's basketball, which is obviously the intention. But I still can't get round yeah. to it. I mean, the problem. But what we was the problem with basketball on... is just the timing, which is the issue in the early F one season as well. But what we were talking about the other day when you said that you were going to start watching. NBA this season, you know, while you're at uni, great idea because you'll always think back to when you're at uni, living 100%. in the halls, and then staying up and watching the last. Can be I mean, I, that's so. genuinely one of how I got mates with kind of two of the guys I'm good mates with now is that we were just it was Freshers' Week or maybe it was the second week of term. It was the well, no, yeah. Freshers' Week was the, the playoff semi-finals. Just watching an interview with LeBron because Space Jam. New Legacy, so not a sequel, sequel, but a new Space Jam. Yes, this year. so I heard. But I think it's one of others, which brings me on to a topic which I do find very interesting. I, I tried not to mention it all week to you because I knew, knowing us, you know, we're fucking argumentative and opinionated. We would have spoken about it. So I tried to wait. Do you know about HBO Max? I know of HBO. I have no idea what HBO Max is. Is it their streaming service? It is. In 2021... Every single one okay. of his film that comes out in cinema is out on HBO Max the I very same day. I did see this in the news. I saw the headline. I didn't Cinemas read. are dead. Cinemas I are dead. don't they think they are, personally. Warner Brothers are the big boys, though, bro. This isn't fucking no, a small studio. This is that, Warner but... Brothers. I don't know. I've watched... This is bad. This is really bad. I watched 1970. It's bad it? for the cinema industry, without a doubt, but... Two things. Yeah. Warner Bros. have a duty to protect their profits and protect their business. That is their job. Yes. And tenor they don't know that. for how long cinemas are going to be closed. Probably no. summer. They can probably be guaranteed to reopen in most major countries in summer of next year. But that's six months of potential profit you're pissing away. So it makes a mm. lot of sense for them on a business model. Two. I'm not disputing the business. Two, go on. I saw 1917 in the cinema, right? I thought it was fantastic. I yeah. thought the sound was incredible. I went to one of the nice cinemas in the whole. Fantastic sound. Yeah. Fantastic immersive experience. I would never, I don't care how much money, unless I'm a millionaire with an actual home cinema, and even then, there's no mm. amount of kit I could buy at home to replicate that experience for me. If I watch 1917 now at home with my family, this is my it would point. be a massive disappointment. Because I saw it in the cinema and I was blown away, quite frankly. 
the cinema experience is what people are going to fucking miss. Like, for me, any Warner Brothers film over the next year that I want to see bad enough that I'd go see it in cinema, the streaming service isn't going to change that. Exactly, I that's what I think. Go going to the cinema is an experience. I remember as a kid, I didn't go to the cinema a lot as a kid, and I don't go to the cinema a lot now. I'm not a big movie person. But no. I remember going, when I used to stay with my grandmother, who lived in Greethorpe, where the cinema was, we would always yeah. make, we would always go and have a day out and watch a film and get some food, is the point. So it was an experience. You'd go out to the cinema. Fucking hell, yeah, shagger really, them. She's dead, so probably won't. <laughs> yeah. absolutely no way. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, it's an experience. Going out to the cinema is an experience. And I think when, even if the first few weeks people will start watching the films at home, they will slowly realise themselves, actually, I do miss the immersiveness, the buying overpriced popcorn, the blah, blah, blah. They will miss the cinema. I, it's hit and miss though because on the one hand I love the cinema experience but also I hate it like did you see Endgame no I didn't watch Endgame at all the most cringe inducing experience <laughs> in my life bro children crying adults crying but not at like at the ending this was the pre I promise you the pre fucking credit where somebody it showed the death of a character which we'd already seen at the end of the last film and people were crying <laughs> Like teenage girls behind us crying, not oh, real, horrible. So I do hate that part of it because people can be annoying. But I'd rather run the relatively small risk of people ruining a film experience for me and watching it in the cinema than being at home when it could still be ruined for me somewhat. Yeah, I think you gain. I think that the positives go to the cinema far away the the negatives that you've described. So let's say next year. Well, do you know any films that are coming out next year that you are going to oh, watch? Barely even look to the release release schedule for next year. All right, so let's say, let's say you wanted to see Wonder Woman, right? And you have HBO Very Max, chance of that. and you've been excited. No, but if you've been excited for it, are you watching it on HBO Max then? If the cinemas aren't open at all, yes. If yeah, if the cinemas are open, going to go and see it in the cinema. Like I say, nineteen seventeen, I wouldn't have wouldn't have watched. Okay, I back HBO that. Max. Well, funnily enough, Tenet will be better at home, in a way, because the sound mixing is so terrible that I'll need to see really? titles. Yeah, but also, you know, you know I've said so much yeah. with that film. Like, that could not be replicated to the same extent at home. I've tried my hardest, you know, they're going to be edible, <laughs> consumed. The 4K Ultra HD is the only copy of the Blu-ray I've got, but not going to be able to replicate the exact experience of it because it was just fucking immersive like the darkness of the cinema compared to the fucking hallway light going on and off my sister's shouting <laughs> in one room and then filming tiktok extra on the playstation all day sweating in his little pajama shorts he doesn't take off fucking screaming at Fortnite. my mum and dad downstairs doing whatever shagging not no Ain't yeah not. brilliant that's going to ruin it somewhat. <laughs> well, that certainly would fucking ruin it. The smell of them doing but... raw anal in the kitchen probably would ruin it. Smell? If I'm upstairs and I can smell it, there's something seriously <laughs> fucking wrong. You've ruined my face. Oh, on. good. Anything that's on your list of I think urgent we should do a COVID-related roundup. Because well, V-Day was yesterday, wasn't it? Wasn't V-Day was yesterday, and was it Margaret, Margaret Keenan? Margaret Keenan, and number two one? was? Oh, I can't remember his name, but he was on... Do you remember? William Shakespeare was his name. It was, Which yes. I just thought was fucking 
hilarious. I mean, I had, I had a mild chocolate, but I didn't think I it was fucking hilarious. I just thought, what a British thing, that the guy would be called fucking William Shakespeare. You know what, funnily enough, I do see your point there, because somebody definitely looked down and listened to us. Well, the first three are going to be very memorable. They should have surely would pick this guy for William Shakespeare. Well, is Margaret being manipulated like a little voodoo doll by Bill Gates as we speak? Yes or no? <laughs> he might be having fun Jesus with me, not you, you. You're the one who implied it was something like that. <laughs> I know you're Bill Gates, the biggest or responsible for the largest charitable organization in the world, and also the third richest man. He's he is huge. huge. Shame his consoles. <laughs> shit. Exactly. Oh, he's huge. No, he is huge. Is there any point to that, or is that just an observation? Is there any point to many of the things I say, other than no. just observing? Bill Gates, huge. But yeah, how many vaccinations have been done? Fuck so far? One. We all know that. Well, we know at least two Vaccin- have been done. They're saying that people who have allergic reactions, quite seriously, shouldn't get the virus, uh, the virus, the vaccine as of yet. Two NHS workers had quite a bad allergic reaction to it. They're safe and they're recovering, but. Not good, good, but. Surely that should have come up in the testing, though. You'd have thought so. But fuck knows how they do those trials. Seventy hospital hubs are already gearing up. It's just it's good news. It is good news. What I I did see, and I know we talked about this yesterday, Matt Hancock crying or looking like he was trying to cry on Good Morning Britain. Well, I mean, this is the perfect transition because we said for me and you doing a podcast, a perfect little segment would be Prick of the week, prick or whatever the week. So your prick. But my nominees, I have them written down in front of me. And Matt Hancock is on the list. Kay Burley is on the list. You see what Kay Burley was in trouble for this week? Wasn't it that she She breached breached COVID COVID regulations to go back into the restaurant? Who gives a fuck? I give a fuck. She sits there on the news lecturing about how Cummings is fucked up, and then she has people travel two hundred miles to her party. To go to restaurants and then have after parties completely in breach of the rules for her birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. I fucking hell. I thought it was nowhere near as bad. Okay, she's definitely the week. Of the week. I mean, hypoc- hypocrisy on BBC. Whoa. She is Sky, well, no, she's Sky, isn't she? But I think hypocrisy the bigger prick the than both of those, do you know who Nikita Mazepin is? Nik- no, but if she or he is going to surpass Matt Hancock's Crocodile Tears on the news, which was the most awful PR stunt ever. Then there must be a problem. Nikita Mazepin is one of Haas Formula 1 team's new drivers for next year. Oh, I heard that he's very... Very controversial. That is a billionaire, and the cash is very important for Haas's development next year. Now, this morning... So he's not even driven for the car yet. I remember looking on the Formula 1 subreddit and seeing a lot of stuff about how much of a prick he was, but with no real justification. Um, Today, Hass have released a statement saying they do not condone his behaviour following an abhorrent video posted to an Instagram account. They labelled it abhorrent. He apparently, I haven't seen the video, but he seemed to inappropriately touch a woman's breasts in the back of a car, uh, and the woman seemed to reject it and raise her middle finger at him. Um, A video since deleted... And apologised for. But this is this guy is going to be a fucking shitstorm in Formula 1. I can already tell. 
in 2020, he thought it was a good idea to do that and then record But it's it his thing, like, it. apparently he's just an entitled cunt, which must, which must come from being the son of a billionaire, which is not to say that all billionaire sons will be, but Whoa. I think it's a classic Whoa. thing. If, if your dad does this and gives you the life of luxury and pushes you into Formula One at the age of 21, then yeah, you probably are going to think you're pretty shit hot. Yourself touching a woman's tip. So he is my number one pick for Brick of the Week. I'm open to hearing your suggestions. I can't. I know we've mentioned having this segment, but I can't recall who I. I haven't been keeping track. My Brick of the Week might be Gary Lineker off the strength of him being. Gary then Lineker. you'd have him every week. Yeah, that's what I mean. That just be so, Prick, full stop. Um, in your opinion, I'm, I'm big. It could be the fourth official. It could well be the fourth official, actually, couldn't it? Um. It could be Matt Hancock. I, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say Nikita Masbin. So Nikita Masbin, congratulations if you're listening. You first are the first ever H squared prick of the week. Your trophy is in the mail. Well, that's another brand deal ruined. Two yeah, down. what does his dad Millions own? To go. Then, let's have a look. See who can't sponsor us. I know they're Russian, so it's probably not likely to be too many brands that we um, that we're that we're big on. Maspin, Maspin, Maspin. Dimitri Maspin is his father. Ural Chem okay. Integrated like Chemicals Company. They make fertilizers and ammoniac salt per Peter, whatever the fuck is. The largest producer of. I mean, I, I screamed the face of ammoniac salt Peter. <laughs> they are actually the largest producer of ammonium nitrate in Russia. So if we have any issues, Big net deal. worth of $7 billion. <laughs> it's a Wikipedia page. Right, I, I retract all my statements about him being prick of the week. He's a His great Wikipedia guy. page reads children two or five. Or five. Or five. Okay, that's the kind of life it's I'm It's not two to down. five, it's two or five. Unreal. What happened? I can get two to five. How is it two or five? Fuck knows, man. Maybe there's a confusion about twins. <laughs> Triplets. Triplets would be more, yeah, more appropriate. Moving on from legal drugs and the vaccination, <sighs> a lot of interesting drug news this Such week. Such as? We mentioned it the other day. So the United Nations removed it from the list of world's yes, dangerous drugs. because it's not Marijuana, dangerous. Weed, cannabis, skunk, green, grass, Mary Jane. Which is very sensible because it's not a dangerous drug. But they also recognise it as a Which medicine. is more interesting to me. I haven't looked at all into the, the, the so-called or the potential benefits of marijuana as pain relief or as, or as medication. A lot of it's anecdotal. Yeah, I kind of think like... The anecdotal evidence stacks no, up, but... though, doesn't it? And the fact that it is being approved in the UK... No, but it was approved in a very in limited... Cases. And it wasn't... It is, has been limited, 100%, but surely that means... No, they, they weren't a giving lot. a joint to a kid, were they? They were giving a cannabis-derived product to one patient who was... It had a very severe and very specific illness. There are people having seizures across the world. There are people with dementia and stuff like that who benefit from it. So without digging into the science part of it... it's. I mean, the UN have Listen, If they're saying it's recognised as a medicine... I have absolutely no medicine. problem. Absolutely no problem if they want to remove the barriers to people purchasing weed. Uh, it's not. Oh, a we know this. Well, in America, it might be easier because the House of Reps. I'm not sure what stage of the legislative process it got to, but they made steps towards uh, 
decriminalising it. Yes, they did, which is good. Huge, because if all 50 states at one point say, no, this is not illegal, how long does the UK follow suit? I think so long as Pretty Patel's in the Home Office, it doesn't happen, personally. This yeah, it happens in the 2020s, 100%. My personal belief really? is that either... So, who fucking knows what's going to happen in the next four years? Labor. I've said this to my to my mates, that the next Labour government, I think, will legalise marijuana. I think it makes sense as part of their, their social reform policy. Um, mm. I think... That, it takes a conservative change, doesn't it, in yeah. policy? I think the Tories... Because, you know, figures like William Hague came out as long ago as 2018 saying that we should back the legalisation and regulation of cannabis in the UK. And William Hague ran on one of the most right-wing platforms the Tories have seen for quite some time, in 2001. So yeah. I think it shows that it's not it's not just young, liberal, elite, metropolitan you know, university students who want weed legalised. People from the old-school conservative side recognise that this is the way forward. I think Boris at heart believes that. You're telling me that Boris doesn't want weed legal. Yeah, but can one nation conservatives be reconciled with legalising well, well, Conservative isn't cool. about sweeping issues under the rug. It's about care of people, isn't it? It's about the paternalistic yes. arm of the state. And what what have we said about? Um, There's something that we discussed earlier this week about how damage. Oh, okay, so it was about the the Vice YouTube thing, where it was a discussion with a, a high up, albeit dealing with a massive that. knife. Who had a sword? Yeah, so the risk of that shady business and that shady underworld and that black market, which people participate in, versus clean depositories like the yeah. head in Canada, where it's all regulated, all safe, looks nice, yeah. less deathly. But even for more serious drugs, like, I know we're discussing weed legalisation, which is a lot easier for people to stomach than yes. all drug legalisation, but if you really want to put your arm around and help and care for drug addicts, heroin addicts, cocaine addicts. You're saying the class A, um, yeah. Do you, A, lock them up in prison or deny them clean needles, forcing them to use, like, AIDS-ridden needles and stuff like that? Or do you, B, look after them, treat it as a health problem, give them help to stop, but in the meantime, provide them with safe drugs that aren't going to kill them because of impurities? It is a very ideological issue because even our local... Well, I don't want to air them out, but someone we know... Personally, with a genuine stance in, or genuine yeah, we know local political candidates for, for for major political posts in the UK who believe that it's not a it's not a radical idea. Who advocate the fact? No, it's not it, because when you look at it intrinsically, it makes sense. It is an it is consistent with a lot of ideologies and, and caring and having. Some Even if you don't system. give a fuck about people, which is a, a, an accusation often levelled against sort of Osborneite Tories. It makes a lot of sense economically. Yeah. How much money do we spend in the policing budget? The tax, tax revenue, revenue would more than pay for the increase in health services, is my personal opinion. Um, I think the increase in health services would be negligible as well. Um, but then all the policing budget that we put, not just into tackling drug dealers, but into tackling a large amount of gang crime that is fueled by... by reduced the issues yeah. of you know human trafficking, people trafficking, drug trafficking, all of that... Yeah, lines um, antisocial, antisocial behaviour. No, issues of people being... Yeah, but people degree. smoking ridiculous strength like skunk and shit on the streets is going to be reduced. You're not going to have people mm. walking around town centres and zombies if you give them safer ways to consume drugs. Yeah, but they can't limit, they can't limit like, 
They can't say, okay, here's your 1% THC strain. They can't do that. Because that's not fair. No, but you can limit you can limit the kind of drugs that you can limit what gets put into drugs. And then it becomes an issue of the li- yes, but they can't make it ridiculous. No, no shit. That's no, I'm not saying that. Fuck. It's got to be good product. It's a plant. They yeah, with wheat, but, I'm, but in terms of other drugs, product. in fairness. Oh, 100. percent I understand what you're saying, but that might be a double standard. I mean, Mike Tyson was stoned the other night oh, before his fight with. But... Yeah, but like yeah. he. He won a fight which you couldn't win, but obviously he won yeah. that fight if you saw it. He won a fight against one of the best boxers of all time, while stoned. What a guy! He has he has a life, man, Mike Tyson. Did he? He was the most deadly, dangerous fucking man on the world in the world. Did he batter his wife? And now he just gets stoned all day. Didn't know that. Did he? I I, I don't know that he did. <laughs> <laughs> might be, might be I don't know that he did. I could be about to white. slander one of the most, one of the biggest. Mike Tyson's three wives, including one he caught having sex. Really, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, Clearly. huge fucking winner. Huge winner. Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike he was Tyson convicted. Brad Pitt. Of... I walked in. He was banging my. Yeah, him and Tupac. But who are we to judge? Because once again, in eras like that, in I mean, eras I'm, like that, I'm biased. Right, I love successful. Tupac. This is the hill no, on which I you're going to die, Billy. No, no, no. The media and the way they were attacking people like Tupac and people like Mike Tyson, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a lot of slander involved and a lot of bias involved in this decision. <sighs> but we can't take that double standard, so it's... I can't back it personally. I think. It's a hill I'm not going to plant my flag guy... on too firmly because I haven't looked in detail at the case. Yeah, that's the thing. As a as a, a blossoming legal mind, Bailey, I'm sure you can examine the evidence and uh, convert oh, us on that one. But right now, I'll neglect to do that and rather talk about the fact that he smoked a lot of weed for that fight. Good for him, man. And he won it. <laughs> He's a big, big winner. He Is he fighting um, he has the merch. Logan Paul? No, Floyd Mayweather is. Thing is, Mayweather's five eight, and Paul is six one. Paul Obviously, is not Mayweather's the biggest winner in boxing history. Mayweather fifty and zero, so he will win. But it says a lot about Mayweather's confidence that he's yeah, because the guy because fight he's fighting a YouTuber, four inches taller. Yeah, the guy's got wrestling, wrestling credentials. The guy's zero and one. He's no. Let's not get this fucked up. Mayweather is winning. Mayweather yeah. is knocking him out. But with a lesser wingspan and four inches under him, pause. <laughs> it's, 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 it's somewhat more difficult than some of the fights he could have taken. Yeah, I true. Think. It's more difficult. He could have I think there are boxes he could have fought. Point. Which like, would have been more, which... uh, there are less difficult things he could have done, but it's going to be a walk in the park for the guy. Mayweather won't Okay, be, right. So this is the hill on which you're, you're willing to die. Uh, there's a few opinions which I'll firmly plant the flag in. I don't think me beating Floyd I'm Mayweather sure, is one of them. As I'm sure I am. Over the uh, weeks and months to come. Well, one thing I did want to speak about yesterday, um, and I didn't mention it, 
Do you know about Sean John Velour? Sean John or a fashion brand. So Diddy. Sean John. I saw your tweet. I don't have any. I've always wanted a Velour sweatshirt. Sean John John one is iconic because like early noughties, like late nineties, Diddy and other celebrities wearing his brand's Velour. Yesterday they did a collaboration with Miss Guided. You know the one that all the women buy. So now Bethany had cheap easy access to the greatest velour tracksuit of all time. Good. And I don't. Because it's all female and I can't wear that. I'm not wearing a... a she said, oh, just get one. Nobody will know. I'm not wearing a fucking sweatsuit which is meant to have a big ass in it and cushioning as a result. I can't do it. But I want well, it so bad. hope they come out with some male collab. They won't, though, because it's exclusive to us. So you know what I'm going to have to do? Buy it in the US, ship it to a. There's this, like, people that have warehouses in the US which are for shipping internationally. And do it that way. It's going to cost me so much fucking more. Whereas she spent £70 to get the Velour tracksuit, which is going to cost me double. Well, that's the way of the world, Bailey. Life isn't fair. This is. This is gender inequality. Yeah, I think this makes up for centuries of institutionalised sexism, actually. Should we call it? Personally, should we call it even? That's the hill I'm dying on. Men and women equal. No, not yet. They're they're still slightly ahead of us. Can't get back in it. <laughs> Ten minutes, I think, is a good place to call it a day. So, what's on your mind? What is what on my mind? I'd say what's on my mind. University. We've both done uh, one term of university. Essentially, yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, the fucking course representative <laughs> busybody, you know, in my uh, university group left chat, the she course left, or left the chat. Hopefully, both. I wish both. Just the chat. Just the chat. Was there? I was going to say. There was, was some beef in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhat. She was kind of arguing with, with people. She was being a bit know it all. And I, what? I didn't know it all. Funnily enough, I managed to bite my lip for a change, which is a genuine what? But she was fucking decided to speak for everybody and then she got called out on it she was like oh if you need me just chat to me um, privately and then left the chat as if anybody nice. so how will the group cope after Reb exit it's been more active yeah. than it ever has been so we won long term um, university wise you winning yeah, education very happy so far A first on the way uh, funnily enough, before I was doing this, I was writing my internship application, the one I was discussing with you the other day. Oh, it, it's yes, it, and I've started it today. Is. So I'm like, it will be a speculative punt, is what it shall be. But I have nothing to lose, is the point. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you. Like, you can't miss from getting it. And especially in the fields we're going you into, need you need experience to fucking somewhere. shoot your shot everywhere, yes. pause, um, and try... And get an internship here, there, whatever, exactly. to see what sticks. Because eventually it will, and you'll get yeah, one. we'll see. You've just got exactly. to be proactive with it. Question for you is, what are you watching this week? What are you watching on TV? Or on YouTube, or anywhere? Actually nothing. What are you watching? YouTube. What series um, are you watching this week? I'm not watching any TV at the moment. I, you know what, actually, I tell a lie. I've been different yes. back in the future. Yes, brought it up because it is so timeless. I've been sharing a few Peep Show-related posts on Instagram because the memes are quite funny. It's one of those shows that has a great fan base that will 
Yeah, fantastic medieval content, to be fair. I mean, the fact that the Conservative government jumped in on it with their four-day working week, <laughs> that's insane. Prior to the election. Fantastic. I like that. But just occasionally throwing on a few episodes of Peep Show at four in the morning and maybe watching a few YouTube videos about Cyberpunk. Yes, that's pretty Cyberpunk. much it, all I'm watching. Obviously the football. Me well. and my so mother started The Crown last night. Yes, because I was saying to you about how I was interested in a new series. So you series on series one, one or series one. three? What's so this is about, it starts in 1947, so with Elizabeth as the princess heir to the throne. Regina. Um, yes. And her marriage to Philip. And I think next episode, the king is going to die by the, by the looks of things. So, you know, right, okay. very, a very well produced, very well produced drama. Like, the cinematography, fantastic. The setting, fantastic. Very, you know, highbrow. I don't know. Well, you watched Super yes. Prince of Her as well this week, didn't you? Was that last week? When I came home on Saturday. There's no excuse for two of the women in your life, one of your best friends and your own mother, not having watched The Inbetweeners exactly. until 2020. Exactly. I don't think there's any excuse for anyone to have not watched The Inbetweeners at this point. Unless you don't have... It was huge, Unless... wasn't it? It was a phenomenon. And it had two films which were big. It wasn't... It went to no, the box office and flopped. Big, two well big films. films. Yeah, I... I think... Culturally, but that's the thing. That's what shocked me so much when I went to university. And admittedly, there were people who could quote it line for line, like us. But like we do, there were yeah. also people, you know, Rebecca, other people who hadn't hadn't seen it. Like, and is this? Is it just us? Is it just the Grimsby bubble? Where because all my mates have seen it and can quote it. No, you it can, can't be. Bro, other people it can't can. be. But a lot of people have seen it like once, maybe, but can't quote it or have not seen it at all. And it's just. I think we're just more passionate than the average person who watches it, but it goes down as the goat shoulder because of a whole generation of people genuinely having that terminology. That's in the them. thing, like though all that stuff was just just came into common parlance. Like they're all friends. All friends. That is that is common exactly, that is a normal for, for people sentence. our generation. Not many other T V shows have accomplished that. I don't I don't know many people. Who wouldn't be able to yeah. recognise that? Even, no, but even if they don't recognise William Sweeney's, they will have heard it said. They know the phrase. Which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there'll ever be anything that's bigger than it in the UK. I hope there is. I hope. I, hope, I have hope, right? That because. What will it be able to have that generational effect? I think for our generation, the only thing. Because I think the beauty of William Sweeney's is that it captured perfectly, in a very exaggerated way, obviously, none of these things ever really happened to anyone. What but actually goes on? Though. It was yeah. so painstakingly accurate in the whole mood, the whole dynamic, the whole way everything happened. Yeah, the characterisation. Yeah, we all know we Jay. All know Jay. We all know Will. We know elements of Simon. We know elements of Neil. Like it was so. Which ones I... are you the most? Will discuss this many times. Your Will. You, Jay. In terms of your sexual deviancy. Um, not in terms of your. <laughs> yeah, but I, I talk, I talk the talk. I'm Walker Watts, so surely I'm Jay, and therefore Neil, because I can say oh, I think good about him. You and Neil's retired. You can't just have that. You can't have the best of both worlds. Best if you could, of... if you could choose, oh, who would you be? Yeah. To live their actual life. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. they're all wasters, aren't they? 
Really? Neil. Thick. That's a lot. Gets birds. Yeah. Ne- yeah. Neil's Brilliant. fucking. Yeah, but he's fucking like saucy as the Karen. Yeah, and he got a pregnant, so he can obviously still shoot his load. He couldn't even fucking get actual sexual activity when he was inside the fittest girl in school. So he's clear of him. Will's life, Will's quality Simon of life. Simon followed Carly around for ages. Yeah, but also he'll no, be he forever he'll lonely. He'll have a good career and he'll find a girl that eventually yes, finds he will. charming. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, she's going to be a munter. You'd be surprised. No, I reckon. Yes, she is. Well, Mackenzie's not getting with a good-looking woman. Not maybe good, but better than he will get someone out of his league off the basis of his intelligence and personality. Charlotte Big Drugs was his peak. He might get a gold digger, but oh yeah, true. Might get a gold digger. But then again, didn't he fuck up his AS? Yeah, um, he did examinations. I don't think he's gone to He goes to university in the first film, doesn't he? Or the second? Which does he go to? It's not big. It's not Oxbridge. Goodbye, higher education. Hello, <laughs> University of Lincoln. Classic. Painful for that university to forever be My attached to that. My head of science at secondary school told me, and I don't know how much truth there is to it, that applications well, to the University of Lincoln tripled in the, in the year after it was mentioned. No way. Actually, I don't know how true that is. Why would you actively want to apply for somewhere... No, but renowned we've for that heard line. of the University of Lincoln because we've heard of Lincoln, because it's near to us geographically. If you're from down yeah. south, you've never heard of Lincoln. If you're from much further up north, True. you've never heard of Lincoln. You're going to have a fucking awful surprise when you turn but, up there, No, but you? the point is, you hear University of Lincoln, you might Google it. Say one in ten people who hears that line that had no knowledge of Lincoln Googles it, and then think of the how widespread the in-between it was. I think it makes sense, doesn't it? Mm. They'd Google it, maybe they'd find out, actually, yeah, I do want to do my... But actually going to apply in for it. Yeah, someone's got to go there, haven't they? Well, I can't talk, talk with how much. Yeah, but that's. You certainly can. You can laugh at the. <laughs> certainly the not going to laugh at anybody for their choice of university or, or where they ended up. I think there are many, many routes to success. Some of them. Well, maybe once the recording ends, you can laugh. We've got. 59 minutes, 17 on the clock. I think... Yeah, this is we'll have to listen to it back and see what the crack was, but... We'll listen to it back. We'll bookmark the times, because I told somebody earlier, or a few lads, and I said, look, if there's any things that are timestamp and you think you'd like, like to listen to, I'll just say the time. Why not? On. Why not? And I think they actively would do that, so... Fairly successful first little instalment, potentially, potentially last. last. We'll see. So, we said... We said hello to the millions and or us in the future. So goodbye to the millions and Thank or us in the future. F- fucking hell. Thank you for listening, whoever you are. Very true.